From the studios of Boise State Public Radio News, I'm Gemma Cadet. More Idaho Matters right now. When it comes to managing noxious weeds, it can be a time-consuming and sometimes hazardous job, which is why officials over in Fremont County are taking a new approach, choosing to tackle the invasive plants from the sky instead of the ground. Writer and producer for Life on the Range, Steve Stubner, took a deep dive into this new method of treatment and how it's being used over in eastern Idaho. He's also joining us with Chase Hershey, the assistant weed manager for Fremont County and a drone pilot. I want to welcome both of you to the program. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks, Gemma. So, Steve, uh, let me start with you. What piqued your interest in this story? Um, And also, why is the Idaho Rangeland Resource Commission interested in using drones on weeds? You bet. Well, um, I guess to take the second question first, um, we are all about uh, the health of Idaho rangelands and showcasing projects um, that work to improve the health of Idaho rangelands. And so we thought this was an innovative technique uh, in treating noxious weeds in Idaho. Just for context, uh, noxious weeds are a very serious problem statewide. Um, It's a growing problem and considered uh, among the top three threats to the integrity of the sage steppe ecosystem in the state of Idaho. So any light we can shine on uh, progressive tactics to deal with that um, is always a good thing. And so really the Caribou Targi National Forest was uh, the entity that approached us about this story. And um, they'd been a partner of ours for a number of years on a, v- a variety of stories about rangelands. And uh, they were one of the participants in a partnership project with Fremont County, treating some weeds in the South Fork of the Snake River Canyon, which is one of our most beautiful river canyons in the state um near idaho falls and so we were just uh impressed with all that and decided to take a road trip over to visit with chase and the gang there at fremont county and uh meet up with some other folks about the drone weed control so chase where did the idea to use drones actually come from um just looking in the industry and technology that was coming down the line we saw that drones were expanding and they were coming out with spray drones we had presented that to commissioners in a meeting saying, hey, we want to look to this in the future. Uh, landowner actually saw that in the meeting minutes and said, like, yeah, this would be super beneficial. And he ended up actually helping the county get its first drone. And what kinds of areas uh, do you treat most often, Chase? So the Fremont County Weed Control, we're over um, non-crop lands. Obviously, mm-hmm. we do the county right-of-ways, but we also contract out and help private landowners in rangeland pastures. Um, We also contract with Forest Service, BLM, basically everything that's not crop. And what invasive weeds um, do you see the the most often, Chase, when when you do go out and treat those areas? Oh, invasive weeds are called invasive because they're really good at getting into areas and we have quite a variety. Um, Here in Fremont County, leafy spurge is very common along with different varieties of thistle and the spotted knapweed. Mm-hmm. So Steve, talk to us about what you saw when you actually went out to report on this story. You bet. Well, we interviewed Chase about um, their their uh, drone weed control program and 
learn that they're using them to really reach our, you know, harder to reach uh, places on rangelands in general and that they specialized in rangelands. And uh, we learned that they had three different drones. Um, so they have one with like a two and a half gallon tank, one with five and another one with 10. And so um, they had started with the smaller one to begin with and then just found a lot of, um, uh, you know, synergy with landowners and other state agencies in the region. And so they've really, uh, it appeared to us that they've really become a leader in um, the upper valley, the upper Snake River Valley, uh, to deal with noxious weeds with this technique. Mm. And another thing that really struck me was just the accuracy. Chase explained how he can fly around um, the perimeter of an area that they want to spray whether it's a piece of rangeland or maybe an island on the Henry's Fork of the Snake. And um, the drones are just super precise. He, he flies uh, around the uh, perimeter of the area and then hits go, and then the drone completes the job and super efficient, much faster than uh, people walking around with a backpack sprayer, and then much more accurate uh, and complete coverage. And, you know, that's just so crucial with these noxious weeds. Um, you really have to do everything you can to, to kill those weeds and keep them from spreading because it's just such a ubiquitous problem. The weeds mm -hmm. have an amazing ability to spread their seed, and it's just an ongoing war to, to keep the noxious weeds at bay. Yeah. And so, Chase, I'm curious, how much area is the drone able to cover? Um, the drone, let's say our big drone in one flight is spraying up to five acres at a time, and that's within 10 minutes. This this really speeds up the process then, Chase. Oh, yeah. They can spray a lot of ground fast. You're just landing and putting new batteries in to keep it in the air, and it's covering a lot of ground. And, and Chase, I would imagine, too, does this also kind of reduce maybe... Um, disturbing the the surrounding land i mean you're using a drone not going in on like all-terrain vehicles and things like that definitely a benefit with that um we even had one project we were talking with people out of inl they have weeds out there that they were needing controlled but it was in an old lake bed and old native american artifacts were there so they had law restrictions on what could go in and out of that area and we were looking at going in with a drone so we weren't disturbing any of that so, Steve, how, how much of a difference um, do you think this technology is making, not just in Fremont County, but that it really could make on other uh, rangeland? I, I think it, it could be really substantial. Um, I, I think uh, uh, we're seeing a lot of interest in our story and video uh, statewide. Uh, after we released that recently. And um, the Caribou Targi was talking about potentially uh, getting their own staff trained up to work on this. Um, Bureau of Land Management's got 12 and a half million acres across Southern Idaho with lots of weed issues, um, something that they could pick up if they wanted to. Um, there's a lot to do on private lands as well. So, um, I think it's very exciting, uh, really important uh, technology to be able to use. And so uh, I see it uh, increasing substantially in the future. And, and and Chase, I think it's worth pointing out, you don't use just these, these drones exclusively. 
uh, to combat noxious weeds, you actually use it to spread seed as well. Can you talk to us quickly about that? Yeah, the drones have a variety of uses. You've got the liquid sprayer. So any liquids that you can apply, um, obviously we use it for herbicide, but there's also liquid fertilizers that you can use. Um, we also have the dry spreader for it, which fertilizers again, or seed or whatever for rehabilitation and regrowth, definitely valuable. We used it in a gravel pit that they were trying to reclaim behind where they dug and we spread grass seed in for them and it's been growing back nicely. And Steve, before we wrap up, do you think this technology will be embraced by, by more rangeland users? Yeah, I do. Um, we have, I don't think there's any question about it. Um, there is some, um, you know, misgivings with the public, I think, uh, given how drones have been used to, uh, you know, drop explosives in, in the Middle East or, you know, there's um, mm -hmm. some negative things uh, associated with drones. Um, we heard about that in some of our social media comments and, you know, that that is what it is, I guess. Uh, but really, we're seeing drones being used a lot more in natural resource management in general. Um, they're being used in water management. They could be used potentially for seeding projects and rehabilitation projects like Chase mentioned. Um, they could even be used for uh, gauging rangeland health, um, flying low elevation across uh, sagebrush country to uh, get the latest information on how the range is doing. Both the Forest Service and the BLM spend a lot of time on that sort of thing. And, and a lot of times they can't get out in the field that often. So I think we're going to see drones being used for range monitoring. Um, so there's just a, in the natural resources world, I think they're going to be a really uh, productive tool, time saver, uh, et cetera. Um, so I think we're going to see an increase in that use. Well, I want to thank you both so much for coming in and talking to us about this. We've been talking with Steve Stubner. He's a writer and producer for Life on the Range, along with Chase Hershey, the assistant weed manager for Fremont County, as well as a drone pilot. Thanks so much for listening to Idaho Matters. Boise State Public Radio and Idaho Matters are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jemma Gaudette. We'll see you tomorrow. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.